Welcome to the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. So real quick, before I jump into the conversation with this week's guest, I just want to let you know what this show is about. Really, this show is just about all the conversations we, entrepreneurs, those of us who are the why notters, have around entrepreneurship. It's the conversation that you don't typically hear because you just see those fun posts on Instagram and Facebook where we're hanging out on yachts or we're making a ton of money and driving these fancy cars when reality is that's not real life. Real life is trying to figure out how you're going to pay bills, trying to figure out if you're going to make rent this month, trying to figure out if that new client really is going to help move you forward or if they're really going to bring you down. Really anything goes in these conversations and you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on these conversations that I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs. So grab your cup of coffee, grab your water, grab your tea, whatever it is that you enjoy, and a pen and paper because you're about to take some notes. Also, be sure to share this out. Oh, here comes my guest. Talk to you soon. Been up to because I know you are all about live broadcasting, and it wasn't too long ago that I know. you were not a live broadcaster. So, so what happened here? How come I'm seeing you all over the place? I don't know. I think I just finally found my confidence. Um, like most entrepreneurs, I think we just lack that belief in ourselves. And how long ago was it I was last on your show? Was it about two years? Yeah, was it? it was yeah. about two years ago on the Ed Talk. Crazy. And I, re- I still now sit here and remember that day. And um, obviously it was very late here, midnight our time. Yeah. Um, so I stayed up to be interviewed on your show. And I remember I was literally sat at the desk and my legs were shaking under the desk and my hands were shaking. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? But I think that was the start of some really good things for me in terms of building my confidence in my business so that I feel more confident now about everything I do. Not just yeah. going live, but about, you know, I feel better about my business. Um, I've got more confidence in my products. Um, I've met loads of fantastic people who've helped me and support me on my journey as well. So it's been a really, really good couple of years. A bit hectic, a bit busy. Yeah. Um, because obviously this isn't the only thing that I do. I work a nine to five as well as you can probably remember. So oh, right. It's very, very busy. And I would say the last 12, year, 12 years, 12 months, um, have probably been quite tough because my daughter has just left school so she's about to start college so we've had like 12 months of build up to her exams and the results and things like that so i'd say it's been a tough 12 months but i've carried on i've you know still work for nine to five still run my business and i'm involved in lots of things so it's good it's good Okay, so I love this. So a few things I want to unpack here. First, let's just talk about the nine to five situation because I think that is an important one for a lot of people. I know even when I, I've always been a crazy one though. So I've always worked multiple jobs and then do something on the side. But there's a lot of people out there who are working a nine to five and they're curious about something else outside of that, but they don't have time. and. And you're in a unique position because not only do you work a nine to five, 
and have your business, but you also have kids as well. So yeah. it, it, you are what a lot of people, the average person is, you're in that same position. So how does that work for you? How did you figure out like that you would venture out of the nine to five? You're still doing it, but how did you venture out into actually saying, no, yeah, I'm going to well, keep doing it? Yeah, well, I've always, um, I've always done crafts for many years. Since my late teens, I'd say I got into crafting. I never really crafted much as a child. I was more of um, kind of a bookworm and a you know, stay-at-home teenager, really, always reading a book. Um, did have a few friends that I hung out with, but I was never really into crafting. Yeah. It was when I started working that um, I met a couple of ladies that I worked with who used to do plastics embroidery. So they taught me how to do that. And from there, that's where my crafting book took bite, really. So I started doing plastic embroidery. Then a few years down the line, I went into card making okay. um, and paper crafts. And then a little bit further down that journey, um, I decided I wanted to try jewelry making. Um, so I just started going to the library, taking books out, bought a few basic tools and beads and things, and just started having a play really and experimenting. Um, and that's kind of where my journey into crafting started. I didn't decide to start it as a business at first, it was just something to do um, you know, when I came home from work to relax and unwind. Uh, once the children were really in bed of an evening because I was quite young. So it was just something to fill my evenings. Um, at the time I was in a relationship and my partner worked shifts. So again, if he was working the light shift, um, it was something to do when there was only me in the house. Yeah. Um, and then unfortunately at one point that relationship um, fell apart. So I got out of that relationship for various reasons. And that's when I decided um, I needed you know, to make something, I've got all this stuff lying around the house and all these things that I've made and I decided I needed to get rid of some of them to try and free up some space. We lived in a small flat at the time, I'm fortunate to be in the house now, but in the flat there was very limited space, the children had to share a bedroom and things like that, so it's kind of, I've got too much, too many things here, I need to kind of get rid of some, so that's when I decided to kind of go into business. I started up my business. Um, I was encouraged by people that I worked with who had seen some products that I made, more the paper crafting at that point in time. Um, and they were like, oh, you should really, you know, they, they were putting in orders with me. And it's like, well, you really should, you know, start selling these and making into a business. So they really, that's what I did. I was encouraged and thought, well, do you know what? Why not? Got nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. And how did you, how did you take that next step? Because I think that's the one that, I know a lot of entrepreneurs kind of dismiss in a way where they hear that, you know, like one of my friends, I know she's an amazing baker and it's like everyone tells her she needs to be selling her, her cookies and, and doing all of the things. And, and it's still there for her, but it, it hasn't gotten to that next level. Um, and so I think that happens a lot for entrepreneurs is that we, we hear the, the compliments and we can accept them a lot of the times, but we don't do anything past that unless yeah. we're really motivated. So how did you get to that next level? It was a little bit tough, I'm not gonna lie. Um, for simple reason, my confidence had hit an all time low anyway, because the relationship I was in became mentally and emotionally abusive. Okay. So I'd lost my confidence by being by my partner at the time. 
Yeah. So it, it was quite tough, and I really didn't even have a clue on how to set a business up. Okay. I literally had um, my Facebook profile, discovered yeah. that you could have a business profile, so I thought, okay, I'll set up a Facebook <clears throat> business page. Um, started to speak to people I know who, you know, did crafts and crafts run businesses, found out about lots of groups and things that I could go into and start networking. At that point, I didn't realise about things like having to register taxes. I didn't yep. know about, um, you know, any any other help that I could get. I just really had, I didn't know I had to have business insurance. Those kinds of things are the things I picked up along the way. Yeah. So even starting out, it wasn't a case of, I know I've got to do this and this big list here that I need to tick things up. I hadn't got a clue. I just literally just started going out into groups and networking and then picked things up as I went along and then, you know, took those actions to make sure I was registered, make sure I notified the relevant relevant authorities. I had to get permission to run my business from my home because I don't own my own home, I rent it. Right. So I had to get permission from my local council as well to, to, you know, to run the business from the home. Um, which means I can't have people to my property, which is fine because I do all my selling online. Sure. Um, so it was all those little things, and then, then looking at the insurance and how much I need to insure my business for and things like that. So, yeah, so it was just kind of things up as I go along. And I, I, I'm still learning now, you know, about all the different ways that I can schedule my social media, um, you know, different ways of doing things. It's I think you're continually learning as an entrepreneur. Yes. No. And I love that you, you bring up some great points that really you always need to be in that state of mind of learning. You're going to be constantly learning something because there's just, there's no way one person can possibly know every single detail and have every single box checked. It's just not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and, and I learned quite early on that I have to invest in my business as well to make it grow. So things like paying memberships for certain groups that I get knowledge from, um, which are things that I would never have, again, would never have thought about those things at the time. Um, and it is hard to find that extra cash because um, obviously I'm a single mom, all my money count goes on the bills and kids and, you know, paying the rent and all, all those kind of things. But if I, if I think something is gonna help my business, I will take that leap and, you know, find that cash. Um, even if I've got to save up for it for several months, um, you know, to then take that leap, um, it is worth, you know, investing in having support and the knowledge from other people, um, you know, that I've come across. So at the moment, I pay into two membership groups for different kinds of information that I have on business. And, and that's so important, you know, because I talk about this all the time. It, you have to surround yourself with the right tools, the right resources, and the right people. And that includes those communities, those networking groups, not just to network, but to actually learn from one another and be able to grow each other's businesses. You know, yeah. teamwork equals success. I always say that. And absolutely, because I find that we go in, a lot of the time we go into the same or similar groups. Yes. And if somebody is requesting a product or wants a certain gift, you almost know immediately somebody that you can recommend 
So we, we support each other as well. So I said, oh, I know somebody who does that, and actually I'm going to, you know, tag them in this post so that yeah. they can come and, you know, have that conversation and hopefully, you know, get an order. Um, so it is, it's that support and the recommendations for each other because you get to know people who are in the same or similar situations to you. They're at the end of the day, just want to earn some, some extra money. <laughs> yes, yes. And I love how you brought up too that you started with basically just your Facebook profile and a business page. Yeah. Like, And that's important, I think, for a lot of people that I talk to to realize that it's okay to start there. Don't make that your only avenue, but that can be your starting point. You just have to start. Like that's the main message is that you just have to start. And like you did, you, you started slowly introducing new things like with the hobbies and with the evenings and taking up whatever time you had and, and the opportunity to clear space and hearing the compliments and really understanding that okay, there's something here because all of these little pieces, these breadcrumbs are leading me to something bigger and, and I just have to pay attention to it. Absolutely, yes, yes. And, you know, it has been by steps, um, but I just, you know, I just love to learn new things as well. I always have, even when I first started working years ago, a lot of the jobs that I've had that I've learned on the job and along the way. And it's the same in my business. I'm just learning. I think, I suppose I'm like a sponge and I just soak it all up and then I just yes. use it when I need to. Not that I remember everything, but I am learning. It, it's so true. I always joke how I'm like a kid in the candy store because it's like, I want to eat everything and I want to take everything. And, and it's cool to have that, especially as an entrepreneur, because it's what keeps us relevant and keeps us ahead of the competition because we're constantly updating ourselves. And you know, it's almost like, this is like techie right now, but it's almost like a computer update, right? We have our computers, our phones, and every so often we have those updates. Love them or hate them, we need them in order to stay relevant and to keep up with the technology. And it's the same for us, we're the device. And those updates are learning from the books, the podcasts, the live broadcasts, the communities that we're in, all of these things are, are updates so that we can be the best we can be and to be at the top level of our performance. Yeah, absolutely. And even things like learning how to build my own websites. I'm not a techie person at all, but I have a WordPress website, which, um, you know, I, um, did like a step-by-step -step course that the space was running um, and I still have access to it, even though lifetime access because I pay into a membership scheme, but Perfect. it's kind of, I learned by following instructions from somebody else yep. and, you know, and it's great because then I'm like, you know what, that's my website, I've created that, it's, yes. you know, and it's changed numerous times, you know, oh, yeah. changed the graphics on it or whatever and changed the layout, but, um, it's, you kind of get that really proud feeling because it's, you know what, I haven't had to pay somebody to build that for me. I've done it myself because I like to learn and I like to try and, you know, piece together all this um, knowledge that I'm learning and actually, you know, to, to then look at your own website, it's like, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and that's what helps build that confidence like we were talking about. And what's very cool about that DIY route is that it empowers you to 
see what's possible, what you're capable of. And, and in most cases, what I found when I'm teaching people how to build websites is that they actually do want to learn and know how to do it, even if they're not techie, if they just have the right person showing them exactly what they need to focus on, it's actually really easy for anybody to do. And, and our websites, I always tell people, our websites are a work in progress. They're never going to be perfect. They're always going to be updated and changed. And, and they should be because if they don't, what happens, and, and we see this a lot with established businesses, is that we get lost in the old ways and, and we don't stay relevant. So if you have a website, you got to stay up to date with it. It's a living, breathing document, you know? And if, you know, somebody said to me, you know, have a WordPress website, and I was like, what's WordPress? Yes. And they sort of start talking about plugins, and I'm like, what's a plugin? <laughs> I have no idea. And it's all those things that you learn. I said, Don't talk to me about coding, I never about coding. Right. <laughs> but I'll crack and work my way around a plugin just about. But yeah, it is It is nice, it's a good feeling to know that you, you've built all that up yourself and you've learned things. And yeah, it's great. And especially, again, in your position, of being a single mom and having the nine to five. I think that's a big one because, uh, you know, I, I feel like it's getting a little bit better nowadays in terms of the way people think about entrepreneurship and nine to fivers, but it feels like a lot of people think that you need to be one or the other. Like you have to either be all in for a nine to five or be all in for entrepreneurship. You can't do both. Um, and it's just always been weird when I've talked to people in the past because it's like, no, if you're really passionate about it and it's something you want to do and you want to take your skills to the next level, you can totally do both. You just have to yeah. want it and, and make time for it. You do, and that is a difficult part of it. And it's taken me quite a while to get my head around that, but I think I'm getting there now. Um, because obviously I work a nine to five, I come home, I you know sort the children out, um, and then I have to set aside so many hours in the evening or weekends to do the work around my business, whether that's scheduling, whether it's making something, um, you know, going out there and speaking to people, having conversations in groups, um, as well as other things that I have to do. But it's, it can be difficult because you end up burning the candle, yeah, burning the candle at both ends if you're not careful. And, you know, there have been points where I've got I'm so exhausted because I'm trying to do too much, then I'm having to pull back. So I have to remember, I have to get up and go to work for the nine to five. I have to be up early in the morning and sort the children from school and, you know, get right. myself to work. So it, it can be difficult. I know I am, I have been put the brakes on a bit lately. I'm quite refreshed at the moment because I've had some time off work. I'm going yeah. back to work tomorrow. So that's probably why I look really I was like, you fresh. look great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's because I've had, I've had just had 12 days of work, so it's still the summer holidays here. So um, children don't go back to school till next week. But um, so I had some time off, which is great. Um, so I haven't had to worry about the day job either. It's just I've had time to spend with the children, go out and do family stuff. I have still done some business work while I've been off, but not as much as, um, you know, just thought I need to take that bit of time off yes. to recharge my batteries, go back to work fresh tomorrow, um, and then take it from there. Probably only last 24 hours and I'll be tired again. Yeah, well, and that's the important thing too, that uh, we all have to remember as entrepreneurs, whether we're working a nine to five or we're just in it 
all the time. We have to take breaks. We have to. And, and breaks can be anything from a few seconds to a few minutes to days to weeks to months. I mean, it looks different for everyone, but the important part is that we do it and that we recognize those signs so that we don't get burnt out because when we burn out, it's not good for anybody and the business doesn't do well at all. Absolutely. And how do you, how are you managing your time? Like, are you using some kind of scheduling system? Are you writing things down? Like what's, what's kind of like your method to try to handle everything? I don't really schedule anything as such. Um, I kind of just decide what I'm going to do on the evening. I think it's down to um, whether I, if I'm really tired, I yeah. just, I've gotten to the point now where I know if I get the laptop out and I start to do some work, if I'm tired and I'm not concentrating, I'm not going to achieve anything. Yes. So I usually just shut, shut the laptop down and I'll put a box set on and just watch a couple of episodes, maybe a box set or something. And then you know go to bed a bit earlier. Um, and then other days I'll probably come home and think, right, tonight I'm going to do this, this, and this. I don't really plan it. Perhaps I should. That's yeah. probably one of my um, downsides. Is that I'm not very good at planning. Sure. Um, I do schedule my social media more now than I have ever done. Okay. I started to use uh, TweetDeck, so I schedule my um, my tweets. Um, and I try to do um, several weeks or even a month at a time. Nice. I get. Um, so I'm just trying to get better at getting myself out there. Yep. Um, and it doesn't mean to say I'll tweet every single day. Um, I might just pick certain days throughout the month and have something I want to, you know, to, to share right. um, and do that. And um, I try to schedule the same on Facebook. Um, I'm kind of on lots of social media platforms but I haven't mastered the art of um, scheduling them at the moment sure. but like I said it's baby steps and you know I'm trying to have a bigger presence on Twitter than I've had before oh um, interesting and why is that because Twitter I feel like is kind of like the the lost the lost social media in a way most people are kind of like ah yeah. it's Twitter <laughs> I think it's because I've discovered um something called IFTTT. Oh yeah. I, I can retweet things without actually being present on Twitter. So yep. I'm not having to spend hours and hours and hours on it, but I can ask it to retweet certain things and certain users or whatever. Um, and that's something new that I've started using probably in the last couple of months. So it's things like that. So it's having the tweet deck that's, you know, scheduling certain things for me and then having a sort of program that will retweet what I ask it to. So it means I'm present yep. um, without physically having to sit on the laptop all the time. So it's just finding little little tricks and tools to use like that that's, that's helped me in the last few months like that. I love that. And, and what do you find that's really challenging for you? And maybe it's the time scheduling part in general, but is there anything that really is just like, ah, oh, this entrepreneurship thing really sucks when I think about this? <laughs> um, I think it is time. It is having, it is managing my time, which is not the thing that I'm, I'm the best at. Yeah. Um, so as I said, I don't really, you know, schedule what I'm going to do, which is something perhaps I need to get in the mindset of being able to do, um, which is kind of why I went down the route of, you know, looking at things like, 
Suite, TweetDeck, and all these various um, platforms that you can use to help your schedule. So, um, so yeah, it's just something that I think I need a little bit more help on. But I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, and that and that's the key, right? To everything that we do is we just have to start and keep moving forward. And if we don't know something, we'll figure it out. And if we can't figure it out, then that's when we have to hire someone and invest in our business. And that is actually a really hard one, I think, for a lot of us, especially new entrepreneurs, is making that investment, especially when you don't have the money. And you you mentioned a little bit about that. How did you get your mindset around that? Because that right there is pretty darn confident that, you know, hey, I need to be able to hire out for XYZ or I need to be able to get this membership and I'm going to make it work. Like, did you have any struggles with that or was it just one of those things for you where you're like, I need it so it doesn't matter what it costs. Yeah, I think... I think a lot of the time you start off in, in like little groups and you get to uh, you get little snippets of information and you just think this is going to really help me but obviously you know what it's like you give people a little taste of that but you don't get the full amount unless you go into the membership group and then you yes. get more so if you get a little snippet of something and you can see the value in it that's how I then think right I'm really getting something out of this I know I'll get more if I invest that little bit of money into my business and that's kind of how I've done it really okay I've had a little taster and thought you know what this is really useful information but I can't do all this by myself I actually need more so then I go up because these people obviously have the knowledge we're looking for to help the business grow so that that's a big one and and so now you're up and running with website and social and getting all the things and let's talk about live broadcasting because that's a big one that as we mentioned was was a struggle at the beginning for you and of course it's one that isn't going away anytime soon and i know so many people fear live broadcasting how has that worked out for you and and kind of where have you gone with that confidence level because you were talking about shaking the legs you know at the beginning are we still doing that now or how has that worked for you well, I, I'll admit I still don't go live a lot of the time on my own page. I do occasionally, but I also now, um, proud of me, I now record videos of me demolding my resin pieces, and they are now on my GTV. Oh, awesome! So I, I figured that out recently. So I've started putting stuff on there. Um, I actually. I've won a couple of awards on Twitter over the last couple of years and uh, one of those I actually got interviewed for the radio so that was another big step because obviously I've been on your show before um, and then to have the opportunity to go on radio that was another first so that was great fun as well Halfway through that interview, the lady decided that she would um, jump on Instagram. So I had to prompt you Instagram <laughs> live at the same time. And I was like, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was just a radio interview. But yeah, that happened. That's um, awesome. Obviously, you invited me back to do this podcast with you. And I also did a podcast with Jules as well. You know, Jules. Oh, Price. yes. Yep. She was on um, our show. Yep. 
was she? Yeah. So, so yeah, so, and I think since coming on your show before, um, and then like going live on my page, I also, as you know, I'm uh, a magazine over at Partisan, you see? Yep. Um, and she does Partisan News, and I can go live over there up to five times a week with another member of the team. So we do like a dual live where we show off other um, entrepreneurs' products that they've made. And I just love it now. So I've gone from that shaking these under the table <laughs> to actually being the face of Partisan uh, with one of the other members of the team. Um, and it's it's more natural now, so it's just it's like talking to friends, and yeah, I really like it now. So I really really enjoy it, and we have a laugh, and you know we get products out there. And sometimes you don't realise how long you've gone live for either, because it just you become comfortable, you become natural. Yeah. Um, I remember doing a live once with Chrissy, and um, she said, Do "You know how long we've been on for?" And I was like, "No, no idea." We've been on for about an hour and 20 minutes just talking about products and we were interacting with people that were commenting, watching us. So, and it was great, it was really, really good fun. So, you can see how come a long way. Yes, and that is what is key. It's, it's all about looking at where you started and how far you've come. And, and it's so beautiful that you have had the opportunities that I've share with people all the time that you can go live for free and get out there you show up you deliver and you engage and then from that people get to notice you they see you and then like you they bring you on their radio show and things happen and it's like it's all about getting yourself out there and at first it is scary and you are gonna have those shaky knees and you know, hyperventilating and whatnot, but the more you do it, just like anything else, the easier it becomes. And then, like you said, you're now, you're hanging out for over an hour and realizing, oh wait, we have a time here. We gotta cut this short. <laughs> That's no, it, is, it is good. So I'm, I'm really pleased that it has helped my confidence, I really am. And, and you see that not only with the live broadcast, but that's gonna be carried out throughout your home life and in nine to five life. It just, it carries with you everywhere you go, which is just an amazing gift to have. That is true actually, because um, in my day job, there's been a number of changes since the end of last year. Um, and we had a restructure and I was given two members of staff to actually manage. Oh. Now I never expected to have to manage staff. so. The extra confidence that I've gained has actually helped me to manage them because I was thinking, why on earth would I want to manage staff? It's not something I ever wanted to do, never expected to happen. Because of my confidence, you know, I thought I, you know, I don't want confrontation from people or whatever. But right. actually, now I've got this extra confidence, I'm not so worried about that because I'm like, well, it's all right. I can handle it. If I don't know what I'm doing, I can go and ask somebody. I can get help. Yes. You know, and. And so it's, um, so yeah, so it's, it has helped me in that aspect as well. Because I don't think if I hadn't got the confidence to go live and built that confidence up, I would have probably said, right, I'm quitting my job. I don't want to look after it. I don't want to manage anybody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. I'm going to find something else. Yeah. Actually, I like, I like my job. So I'm 
don't want to do that. But yeah, so it has helped in other aspects as well, definitely. And that's the beauty, and it's so crazy to be able to just sit back and say, yeah, I am confident now, and it's because of my actions that I've taken in my business that have now just gone across the board. Like, that's such yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah, and especially like when you asked me to come back and do do this podcast, I was like, yeah, I'm all for it. Like, yes. If you'd have asked me that two years ago, I was like, yeah. <laughs> And that's the cool thing. And so tell me a little bit uh, about what you're working on now. Like what, what are you putting out into the world right now? Ooh, what are doing? <laughs> so I'm creating more products. Um, I recently created a new range of products, which I launched a few weeks back. And I went down very well, actually. Um, I, I did secure a few sales from it, which was really nice because I, I wasn't sure how, you know, how to find the Yeah. Um, I'm also going, in a couple of weeks' time, I'm actually going to Handmade Festival with Heart of Man. Um, oh, cool. So we, we have a stand um, at the festival where we will be, you know, showcasing Heart of Man and we will have our own products to sell and things like that. And it's all little things like that that I would never have had the confidence to go and do myself. Yeah. I've done the odd, you know, craft fair or a fair at the, at the, the children's school when they were younger. Um, right. Actually go out there and be part of the events. Um, I know I'm going to be all right because I've got the, you know, a bit more confidence now. So I'll be able to stand there and talk to people rather than just hide behind the back. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it, so, and that's the so thing. That's the thing. So, and there's, yeah, so there's quite a few things happening over the next few weeks. So, um, and then obviously we've been up to Christmas season then. So hopefully it'll start to get get busy as well. And how are you promoting the, the new product? Like, did you just say, here's my new product? Or are you kind of like, did you kind of tease it a little bit? I'm just always I teased curious. it a little bit, but um, not for too long. I just said all the new products come in. Um, and then I just, you know, started to post about them. Um, on social media. And then, yeah, and then so as, as they, I started to um, post and then on my Facebook page, um, people would come in and comment on, you know, how they were and things. And then I did, you know, get a few orders. So, yeah, but again, that's, um, I've got lots of other ideas for other new products coming up and things, um, which I want to try and get launched at the time of Christmas season. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'll probably be launching some new products soon as well. So, all good fun. I love that. And, and let me just also ask, because I'm always curious, how do you manage the ideas? Because that's always a big thing, I think, for us, is that we always come up with these great ideas. But how do we keep track of them? Which ones do we know to move forward on? And I would assume it's the same for craft and jewelry making as well, is that you have all of these ideas. How do you know? which ones to move on and, and to start a new line. Yeah, it's just a case of um, finding the time. I usually drop them down in a notebook when I get an idea, so I have lots of different ideas. Because I like to work with resin more so than leads now, so I try and put new products um, to use the resin ways. So not just jewelry, but gift ideas as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I usually create a list as I'm thinking of them. I do a lot of research. Um, online and find out what products I can make out of resin and things like that and okay. how feasible it would be for me to make them um, in terms of what equipment I've already got or if I need to buy something 
new. Um, so I just jot the ideas down and then it's just a case of when I have some time, I'll then start to make those products and see how they turn out. And then if I think they're good enough, then I will have enough staff. I will then start to formulate a plan to then release them and launch them. Yep. So that's kind of just that's that's kind of my um, thought process for those. I love that. And and you've built such a great network around you in terms of the groups that you're in, the uh, partnerships that you have that. All of that, both online and offline, have really come together and is what is helping support you as you support them, which is awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Dive deeper into the conversation with this guest as well as others by going to yes to entrepreneurship.com forward slash podcast over there you will find a list of all the previous episodes and i hope that you'll continue to share out this podcast and please be sure to leave a review in itunes so that way others can discover this show and be able to realize they are not alone and that they have somebody they can count on to provide value and motivate and inspire them to keep moving forward. Together, we can make it happen. And like I always say, teamwork equals success. So go out there and do something great because why not?